thinking. Yeah. So they'll just go for anything that's yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. How yeah, many do you We've got lots of them. Some of them are out in the classrooms, mm. uh, right. little ones in little pipes. And the beauty of it was a week after we started, started it, we actually had children that had brought in, had been to the creek, and their parents came in the next week and said, we've got all these yabbies. Mm. From the creek? Yeah. Oh, and then, fantastic. How'd you catch them? Um, they were pretty small. Yeah, often they used like a hessian bag and... Mm. The, the, in the old days, we used to use soap. Yeah? Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, I remember catching them. So they're really anything. Yeah. We'd um, catch them in the Murray. We'd, um, yeah. I was it's reflecting on a conversation, you know, about water in year six, seven. A student was telling me last week, because they've been going through, you know, the pH cycle and... and and then said about bottled water, how you can actually pH test different bottles of water and some aren't See actually, the variation. Yeah, some aren't as good for you as what you think. Yeah. Mm. And these are young kids. Mm. Yeah. That's what Because it's a weird phenomenon, isn't it? That in, in our lifetime, we've gone from, like, you know, when I was a kid, if you talk bottled water, go, what? Or like if you, if you told someone, you know, one day, People will sell hundreds of thousands of bottles bottles of water a week. And our kids at that time would have gone, what? Right. Yeah, they would do that. Yeah. And yet within a very short time, with incredible marketing, like, you know, Coca-Cola, Adelaide sold Never Fail, Mountain Springs Water, mm. yeah. which was rubbish. Yeah. Those bottles. And the bottles. Yeah, yeah the bottles. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And then kids now, like, it's cool to walk around with a water bottle and then they buy them from um, Nadia. Tupperware involved. Tupper involved. Yeah. So now it's, it's cool. So mm -hmm. it went, I suppose the good thing is it went from beer bottles to water. But they're probably <laughs> taking drugs instead. <laughs> yeah. But that was, in itself, that was just an amazing change. You know, in a country like Australia, where the water's pretty safe, mm. that they'd be drinking bottled water, and it was purely kind of marketing and availability. Mm. And now we do it at our events, don't we? We sell water bottles. Mm. Yeah, reusable. Yeah. The other thing is the the change to um, water filters. Mm. You know, so in our school we shifted. We had the the, the water bottles. Yeah. And then teacher. Because that was the quickest way we could get water to the classroom. Because we wanted, we wanted the children to drink regularly. So we put in refrigerators in each classroom. Mm. This is 10 yeah. or 12 years ago. Refrigerators in classrooms and waters. And now we've gradually changed to uh, filtered water mm. in the classroom. Have you noticed a difference? Oh, in other ways we have. Mm. But mainly, like through costs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Even labour as well. Yeah. No, I mean, in the children as a result. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What is normal. Yeah. Well, they'll bring but in. They notice they drink a lot. Yeah. And they love their food. I noticed that if you don't drink water in this climate, you get very tired. Yeah. Physically tired. Yeah, you do. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, the, um, the heat is quite debilitating. You hear the kids come, coming back from the Hindu temple. temple. Yeah, so they look peaceful. <laughs> the Indian kids are proud. Get chilled out. Well, not often. Yeah. How many children have you got there? Uh, seven point. Wow. So when I first came, it was about 420, yeah. 430, something like that. Mm. Yeah, we went up to 890 mm. uh, in 2013, but then the system changed the early years enrolment. So that took us down, and now they're taking out year sevens. So we're losing them at the top end because kids' families are bailing out. Because if they're not going on to a Catholic school, they're going on to um, state schools. Yeah, yeah so it's a bit new. of a problem. Mm. So where are you in terms? Where, where next for school? What, what's the deal? What's the big things that you're exploring? Well, the early learning, that's our main, that's one of our main interests. Um, but as far as the core to the school, it's image of child, mm -hmm. image of educator, image of school, image of space. Um, that's the current, mm -hmm. um, the current challenge is to... Okay, so knowing you, Carrie, then that's not... Just a PR job. There's no, going to be something behind that word. Yeah. What do you mean by image? Just give me a bit more. Well, it's you know. So if you see the child, so it, it's it's really quite personal. For every person in the school, we all have. Um, there's kind of a difference between what we say and then what we do, as in everything. But uh, so it's you know. If I look at every child, so what we're saying here is that we see each and every child as innately capable and intelligent from birth. And what that means is that they come to school with not only the, the two traditional literacies of um, you know, formal literacy and numeracy, they actually come with 98 other languages, which is the language of their culture, their affinity for music, their mm. sense of humour, their artistic ability. Faith. Faith, mm. all of those. And we, so people like Adam and I, we're pretty close in the way we see that. So um, the sort of language we use, if, so if, we're, if Adam's a student, I, my mindset is always, uh, tell me what he can do. Mm. So in the old paradigm of, so the, um, the old paradigm image of child was empty vessel broadly, and then many many variations. So look, we so we got ninety staff. We've probably got ninety different images of child, but the one that we articulate is created in the image of God, so inherently good. And then our understanding that we got from Loris Malaguzzi from uh, Reggio is that. Um, through cardinality, is every child is a competent citizen from birth. And then there's this idea of they bring with them the hundred languages. And then we also draw into that our, our positivity, our sense of gratitude, you know. So we, we work from what we call character strengths, 
everyone's got 24 character mm. strengths which we've identified. So we've we've accessed all these sets of language around this. So um, whichever one you go to, if you go to the language of Reggio, the language of um, you know positive um, psychology, the language of um, the gospel. And uh, we embrace all of those and we really stick to them. But the challenge is that um, embedded in teaching is the old paradigm, you know, sage on the stage, what I call, what we call nap time. And that's where the, um, the teacher, um, it's a monologue. So the teacher... Mm, a transmission. Whether it's, it's transmission. Now what Malaguzzi said is that Problem is, children don't actually learn by transmission, and yet the irony in education is probably eighty percent of is built mm. around transmission. And also, Malaguzzi said that um, they don't learn by re you know reproduction of what they've just heard through transmission. Mm. So those two occupy a large percentage of what goes on in most schools most times. And like Dan used to say, if you see a movie of a school, if you say there's a say there's a movie and there's a school scene in it, normally you would see rows of students and a blackboard and a teacher on a platform. Single desk. Yeah. That's how they present it. So that was mm. that's the dominant paradigm. It's reinforces and reinforces yeah. that really well. And most meetings I go to, that if I get if I'm required to go, that's what I see. Yeah. And so. Um, Despite the fact that there being there are you know more um, visionary understandings of learning, and the, this is not new, you know we've had these understandings of learning, you know through process approach learning, hands-on learning. We, we've known that. The other thing for years, the other thing we're looking at is learning through play, and um, so playful learning at any age. And, and that's where what I've done personally is I've extrapolated these ideas in my own mind to say, well, if that's true for children, then it's true for all adults. So um, then they, that means every person is a competent citizen from birth. And so then it leads you to the fact, well, to, um, towards this, to a culture of listening, which is another element that we've got from Reggio mm. and also um, that part of that delight that Malaguzzi wrote about that are, it's a respectful delight so you look at children and you marvel at the, their beauty and um, their, their ability to problem solve and see things and I think I've found that with this mindset I can see that in everyone else and so we, you know, develop this language, you know, like suspend judgment. So, and there is not one way of doing things. Mm. And, and I think we've learned that from technology. So that brings the unconditional love. <coughs> yeah. Unconditional positive yeah. regard we talked about yeah. through our yeah. very strength. Yeah. Um, yeah, that we see that um, no matter what, there is an unconditional positive regard for mm. each child in our image of the child. It's a great way to go about it, though, isn't it? It's yeah. continually merging. Yeah. You never know no. what people are going to bring to the mm -hmm. table. Yeah. And if you can apply it, it's it's very, I find it 
very freeing, you mm -hmm. know, and um, like you know, I had a chat Saturday night, and Sunday night, Adam and I were out at this huge community dinner for the Vietnamese. And the whole time when we speak to people, we exude this confidence, mm -hmm. and people find it mm -hmm. quite compelling, and they talk about oh, the energy, yeah. you know. But I, I think it's easy, it's a bit like marathon running. Um, you know, the harder you train, the easier it is to run a marathon. So it kind of sounds obvious, but... Um, you but you know, have to train. That's you've got to train, mm -hmm. yeah. It's not just random. Mm -hmm. No, it's you've got to, to, you've got to eat the right diet, yeah. and you've got to do all that sort of stuff. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm finding. And I've, you know, um, I was saying about this ELC thing, which is a current frustration for everybody. But I think I said, may have said to you that Paul Sharkey said to me, you know, he said, you've got these characteristics, equanimity, uh, talent, and grace. And he said, it's seeming, you, you seem, he said, I don't know how you do it, but you bring those to the table and that enables you to get where you want to go. Mm. So I think that that's interesting feedback. Mm. And I, I can't obviously tell, I've told people close to me I've shared that, but I can't talk about myself about that because it sounds like you're getting ahead of yourself. But it's interesting for me to reflect on, and that's what I, part of my discipline, I try to bring that to the table. And then I say things to the leaders like, you know, never burn a bridge no matter what the provocation, mm. because it, it, never lends in, it never leads to anything good. Mm. Um, and any satisfaction you may get is very momentary. Um, I mean, you pay for it in the long run. So it's better. And I think that's the Christian tradition, you know. It's in, also in terms of leadership. Yeah. That's extremely interesting in the sense of that. You know, we have a lot of egotistical leaders. Yeah, you see them everywhere. Yeah, you know, politicians are a case in point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every walk of it's life. It's all about them. And yet, and and sadly, in education, it's very present. Yeah, and actually, where it, you'd expect, at least hope. Yeah, that wasn't the case mm -hmm. because yeah. because it's it's not about. The leader. No, it's about what I've noticed coming here over the years is when I first came here, no, before yeah. I came here, when we yeah. met in Oxford years yeah. ago, yeah. the discussion was sort of around, it was almost like you were a sculptor. Yeah. And you had a, a lump of place that yeah. you were going to, over time, mould mm. into something with the people that were. Mm. And bit by bit, because yeah. when I come back in like chunks, <laughs> yeah. you see the bits have been chopped yeah. out and another bit's happened. Mm -hmm. you know? and, it, and, and the people like Adam and others that yeah. have been working on that with you are all sculpting it together. Yeah. And it's very, and we very don't always know where it's going to end up. Mm. And that's the exciting part. That's part of the fun. I think yeah. that's the interesting yeah. I mean, that's partly what this thing's about. Because yeah. mm. it's like you, you know, you. Cut, you cut out a piece out of the rock, and big more came out than you thought. Mm. And then you thought you, you thought you were doing something, and then you see something else on the rock. Because yeah. I often say to people, people say to me, "Well, um, we think you're smart, but we don't always know where you're going." And I and I say that's correct because I don't. Mm. To be honest, I I have sort of hunches, mm. you know, like yeah. I say. 
Oh, those buildings. I mean, yeah. they've been yeah. on the conversation for years. Yes. And now they're not there anymore. They're so totally just, loud. You yeah. know, this yeah. whole space is open. Yeah. Yeah. Effective, you know. mm. yeah. And that's the most exciting thing I find about learning um, and working with children is that things will um, eventuate that you've never even seen possible. And they will take it this way. And you're like, mm. wow, that is yeah. really exciting. So creating the space for that to happen mm. is one of the things this place does brilliantly, isn't it? Because it's so the easy to close can, that down. Yeah. Leaders need to lead, and I think this is something that since Adam and I have worked, been working together, we talk about it a lot, and uh, we understand that in... And Liz said to me this to me a long time ago when she was my deputy, that... I said to her, you know, I reckon I'll pull off one or two big decisions for you. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, you know, that sounds good to me. And she said, no, I don't agree. She said, you actually do it all day, every day. Lots of little decisions kind of guide the culture. But I think with Adam and I, we, we realise, like, so we're, we're contemporary leaders. We realise for something to happen, we have to consist consistently intervene and make things happen. So an example at the moment, we're working on the canteen. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we set up the canteen in a certain way. It's not quite going the way we want. Now, to get it the way we want, we know that will not happen unless we show leadership. And that's not, uh, it's not about us telling people what to do, mm -hmm. but it's guiding them. To and listening to people to acceptable outcomes. And then the same with the ELC. It's not going to happen unless we guide the community. Mm. And when we do, the community is so powerful. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, as I said to you the other night, I think parents are the new frontier. We must work with them. Mm. And I've said to staff, you know, we must see them as not as the enemy, partnership. it's a partnership. Mm. But in the old paradigm, it was keep teachers out of day, keep them out. Um, mm. And also, I read something on the weekend that it's an Australian, you know, I'm not sure if it's only an Australian thing, but in Australia, we punish achievement and we reward failure. And I think you know, there's a lot of things in education where you could mm. you could prosecute that case because what happens? Failing schools get more money pumped into them. I see. Yeah. And people who are standout mm. are called mavericks. Mm. And it's it's alluded, you know, oh, you know, they must be breaking rules. Um, they it's an interesting be. moment, isn't it? Because mm. in a sense, the rule book's no longer <coughs> working. No. And so... Mm. And often there's no rule book. You know, like my view is that when colleagues say to me, oh, you can't, I say, who said? Yeah. And really, that's where the system actually gets a bum rap. People accuse the system, whereas the system's not that smart. And the system isn't that organised. It's often just self-regulation. It, it is. I don't know if you've read this thing Stuart Brand wrote about. It's a really interesting book about how mm. buildings regulate behaviour. Yeah. Buildings yeah. actually learn. 
Yeah, I've been thinking that about it. We've got a place called the Think Tank, and that how that building is sort of, you know, I've thought about it often, how that sort of shapes our, yeah. you know, because it's sort of a space for some children to, um, you know, de-escalate or to, to be mindful and things like that, but also in terms of ownership as well, and it's, yeah, that's a other, building. Some other people would like it to be far more old paradigm. Mm. They'd like to turn it into Staff four offices mm. and to have people, you know, rigid people in there with bookshelves lined with books. Um, yeah, because that probably is safe in yeah. some sort of subliminal way. Mm. That, that's a safety net, net, isn't it? And it, I guess that must be a, ta- a challenge making it for yeah. some folks to be constantly confronted with that open. Yeah, yeah the, mm-hmm. the wind, this isn't a closed room because no. you've got huge windows that you can see through yeah. into other things. It's not you can close the door in. So, no. You know, mm-hmm. But do you know the funny thing is, I can't think of anybody, or maybe one at the moment, I can't think of anyone who complains about that. I think interestingly, mm-hmm. they, they kind of celebrate it and they talk with pride about the school. But they don't always um, depart. They sometimes go back to the old paradigm. But we've got one teacher at the moment who might say, oh, I don't like that reliever coming in because she, she doesn't make the children a bit quiet. And, but that person would be very much on their own. Um, I think I see everyone else. Uh, and we the, the evidence we've got of is that we have this protocol we do where when we have a staff meeting, every time we have a staff meeting, we get in a circle and um, we shout out to the room um, what are the good things that's happening. And the good things that are happening, we never, the old paradigm never gets a mention. The worksheets never get a mention. Nap time never gets mm-hmm. a mention. The sort of things Involving pedagogy, yeah, are all new paradigm. Mm-hmm. And things that gladden our hearts. We, I, I always say to Adam, you know, I was going to speak. And you didn't need I don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've got into this situation where the relationships drive the thinking because people are comfortable enough yeah. with each other to be able to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the default back to the old world is no longer. You're falling, they say fall forward and not backwards. Yeah. So you know your default position isn't to reboot everything to mm-hmm. no. into where this goes next. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are pretty much falling forward. Yeah. And um, look, the values that underpin us, um, which we think about a lot, and we we do shout these out um, as a strategy, but I, I think it's also a reality. Positive emotion is one of our values. Um, and sharing. Sharing is a feature of the school, and it has been for the last 15 years. Yeah. Um, when new teachers come in, they comment on the fact that everyone is so welcoming and so generous, mm. and that doesn't happen Thank everywhere. You never isolate that's the safety net, though. Yeah. Because I was thinking that people still need something that they can feel safe with, even in a new paradigm. And if it's if it's that ability to share, mm. 
the qualities of that, yeah. the values of that, that could be. And I think the listening you mentioned. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I think I know why it's safe, and that is that I've added to that value sharing. I've added in brackets trust, mm -hmm. and they tell me that. Um, what, whatever deficits they may see in our leadership or our school, they they feel trusted and they feel free to basically do what they want. But I mean, there are very strong guidelines. They they would you know die wondering what we what we value. It's obvious. And I think they the good thing I was saying to you this the other night. I think I've learned that an essential element change process is to be able to articulate what um, to be to be able to articulate um, mm -hmm. what your beliefs are and what you're doing because mm -hmm. I, I figured that so I think that's interesting and um, you know I was talking about the research that Radio National did about young emerging teachers and I, I the Radio National wanted me to be part of an interview so what I did was I, I called in, I asked, invited eight or nine of our younger teachers to come in and I said, look, I've been asked to comment on this, would you please give me some dot points? And they, it was quite underwhelming. And they, what they were saying was that um, we feel trusted here, we feel supported, we, we feel we've been taught a language with which to, um, to use to affect our pedagogy change. We, we work in open classrooms where um, no one works alone, we've always got a buddy and they just went on and on and on. And I mean, it, I'm, I'm familiar mm. with the school but it, it kind of shocked me. And then I, when I went into the interview, I was talking to people saying the national trend is that 30 to 40 percent of young teachers leave, leave the and there was this guy from the Grattan Institute who was waxing on about how, and this is something that I often hear, particularly when I go to public forums, it's hard, isn't it, Kerry? It's hard. And I always say, no, I'm not, I'm not just being difficult. I really, and mm. we discussed this the mm. other night, it is really not difficult. Mm. And so what are the dot points? You know, respect, and I, I don't really like the respect mm -hmm. much but uh, if you you know your image of child image of person if it is you know is confident and, and see them as confident and then you treat them well mm -hmm. and then they will reward you and every child um, you know who is as difficult as may you know may be from time to time if they feel that love and respect mm -hmm then that's what they'll give back to you. Although their behaviour won't, you still see their anger and their frustration. Um, but I think those values, and then that last value we've got is support. Yeah. And I think it's um, it's not a patronising support. It's, mm -hmm. a, um, uh, it's an empathetic, listening, active, collegial. Mm -hmm. It's a real nurturing. Yeah. Mm. Place. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And not support to rescue. Yeah. Support to work yeah. alongside and to empower each other. It's mm. industrious. It's sort of business, yeah. mm. isn't it? Mm. 
And I've certainly changed, you know, I think that in, my, in early stages in my career, um, I think I used to um, welcome a coalition of the willing, which I still do, but um, I think the mistake I made was to invest too much in the willing and uh, not, you know, invest enough in the, the more unwilling, whereas now I've changed my mindset and um, I'm much more open than I, I have in my mind. And I always knew this, and I, I think um, along the way that I realised there, there is no one way. And Adam and I, we, we talk about people, we, we recognise, and almost, it's almost funny, we say, well, that person at, at one level, you think, uh, you might think one thing, but if you, if you um, don't judge, hold mm -hmm. back your judgement and wait and watch, what they do is so actually... Pretty darn good. Mm. Yeah. The other thing in terms of um, evolving pedagogy within our school, done a lot of work with documentation. So last year, Kerry and I, we um, worked with Harvard um, on making learning visible. So I think in adding on to that culture of listening, documentation is a way for the teacher's role to evolve rather than being at the front directing all the content. Mm. Their role now is actually to sit there with something like what you're doing in your... Um, is to have you know evidence of it, but then ask questions and facilitate. It's not the teacher having all the answers. It's actually the teacher um, listening and getting. Yeah, the I mean evidence. It's like you know, what is it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then Let's you start. tell me, yeah. you create, what are yeah. your theories? What yeah. are your yeah. and yeah. that's and then and then we get like you know. What is it in the context of that? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Water and soil. What does that which, mean? Which then leads to we talk about engagement and in linking our positive psychology, the state of flow when you're yeah, that yeah. In, you're that into what you're doing, like when you were creating your music out yeah. there, that time would have gone oh. quickly and you just fully immersed, fully immersed in that. So um, and then we have data that has given us information on where the children are at in our school. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it would do a middle years. Development index data, and that gave us last year um, from the years three to seven that they were, I think, the exact number was it 12, 13% above the state average yeah. in cognitive engagement. To be cognitive, like to yeah. be that. 12% above the state for happiness. Sorry. Yeah. So, so for us, because you get other data that goes to the content, like we also got from ACARA, yeah. you know, yeah. about the NAPLAN testing, and they congratulated us on shifting. Um, development in numeracy in year three to five. But for us, when we speak to our community, the parents, teachers, we see it just as important that well-being and engagement data. And that's, that's, that's actually reflecting our pedagogy. So I've got one question, one more question. Yeah. And this is to do with, I suppose it's partly succession, but also people leaving. How transferable, if that's the right word, is this mm. to other places? And do people find it difficult when they go to other places in leadership roles, having worked here, to yeah. take this out? Yeah. Because clearly it's groundbreaking. Yeah, I might answer this. Because yeah. I know that from, I don't care if I would want to say this, but <laughs> from his perspective, or my perspective, is that there's a lot of leadership leaders that have come from this school. And it's from... Right. from uh, yeah. Under Kerry's work and having worked with him, it's very empowering to know that you um, 
can have a growth mindset to be able to embrace any challenge. And if you do make mistakes, that you can learn from them. And you've got that freedom as a leader. I have that freedom. I know what the staff feel. I remember when I, when I first started here, I remember not having to be at the front. I went from a school that I, I was at the front the whole time. You know, and it didn't even, I was, uh, why, why, I don't have to be at the front. And it doesn't have to be about me as a teacher. It's actually not about me. It's about um, the children. And, you know, that was mind-blowing. Um, so I feel like in terms of um, the staff that come from here or the leaders that come from here, often I will be somewhere and someone will come up to me. This happens quite a lot. Oh, I worked at Holy Family. Oh, you know, did this and they're now leaders. Huge number. We have a bit of a joke about it. Kerry White, leadership academy. However, coming back to what Paul Sharkey said, gee, I can see that there's grace in, in what you're doing. There's care. But there's also, there are high expectations, you know, that we work within each other of and what we want to achieve. If we want the best for our, our children um, and the families, we need to have, you know, offer... From my point of view, I think um, I think we've performed a role here in showing people what is possible. But what I've noticed is the leaders from here, they've had to learn the very hard lesson, as Dan said today. If I tried to go back to my school and do replicate what happened here, mm-hmm. I would fail. Mm-hmm. And I've watched leaders, and because I still keep in touch with them, and I've watched them uh, go through that because I think, um, as with all of our influences, we, as I say, we we don't allow us anyone to put us in any box. So we're we're open. We let all of these influences wash over us, and then we contextualise them here in our in the reality of where we are. So we, we embrace Reggio, but we're not a Reggio school. We are, we're an Australian school, and so on. And the, um, the POSED, you know, we, we learnt a lot from Penn State, but it was really important that we Australianised it because the American model was far too prescriptive. Um, and, you know, all of these other disparate influences um, we, we've had to make them our own, and uh, that's what I see um, people I've worked in the past. The ones who are successful are able to take those elements, and I think what they've learned, either the easy way or the hard way, they, they've learned that they had to listen to their community. Um, because if they tried to swing in um, and do what they'd seen done here, then they do that at their peril, and eventually, I think they've had the, because I think they, uh, I think they learned the hard way. Well, you actually achieve none of that um, without the hard work, and you know it's amazing how how your luck improves the harder you work. So that that's how I would answer that question. That we we can show them kind of the lights of Paris. But then they they have to make it real in their own context, in their own. It's the Louis Pasteur syndrome. Mm. Yeah, chance favors the prepared mind. Yeah, mm. and absolute persistence. And you know, like the guy that um, 
it was Edison, you know, you know, ten thousand attempts. Mm. Yeah. Ten thousand attempts. Mm. And I it's something I think about a lot, it's something that um, I think about um, I have to maintain my focus and um, and deal with the fear because at the moment there are a lot of pressures and there are a lot of things that could lead me down um, other pathways that I know aren't going anywhere. So, um, and that's why I'm lucky to have people around me like Adam because it's relatively easy for me um, with people like this to maintain my balance and put aside the fear mm. um, and keep things in perspective. And while we might chat about some things, um, we always, um, you know, we reserve that judgment. And I, I can think of a lot of things at the moment, a lot of challenges we're dealing with at the moment. Um, there's always the risk that you could join the culture of fear and um, not do nothing. I think we would always, in a school, you have to do something. Mm -hmm. uh, in other situations, people can kind of sit back. But here, there's kind of an imperative for action. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a grave risk for wrong action. And I can see what we're doing is we're maintaining, we're really vision-driven, and we, we are maintaining that line. Um, without fear, and I think that's pretty cool because um, there are a lot of reasons mm. to be fearful, and also I think we, you know, we avoid pretty well a culture of blame and, and a culture of excuse. And we talk here, you know, we're like royalty here. We don't leaders here. We don't complain and we don't explain. We do what you know what we think is right. And um, I think that's, um, you know, that it's, it's, an, it's exciting. And mm -hmm. uh, I think, um, you know, we, we're like, like a cork in, you know, floating in the water. We just bob up, <laughs> no matter what's thrown at us. Um, and I think that's really good. And we really, we love coming to work. Mm -hmm. And it's not it's always an empowering place to visit. Mm. It's always something that you take away and think, wow, yeah. next step. And the community are so inspirational. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you know, when we were at this event the other night, <laughs> and the number of people who came up from to us <laughs> and the warmth with yeah. which they greet us. Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to sell you anything, no, I'm no, just no, telling you that's, yeah. that's what we experience. And like I'm I'm one generation leader, um, Adam is a, a new generation, but the warmth is just the same. Yeah. And I, I, I noticed that and I reflected on it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's very special. Yeah. Sadly, um, it is special. It should be universal. Mm, yeah. And I think it's the necessity <coughs> to push it mm. because others will take it. And the children are the same, you know, like out here, um, Adam's in the courtyard. Circulating, I stand. I'm out here mm. where the pissing drops on, and every morning, person after person, you know, good morning, how are you? Have a good day. Mm. The children speak to you like that, and the parents, you know, everyone waves. You know, I was out there with a visitor, 
at the other end of the day, and it's just a continual wave. And um, I had I hadn't really been thinking about it, but then the visitor commented on it, mm. and I thought, yeah, you know, um, there are other signals that possibly you could get. <laughs> Especially when you're directing traffic. <laughs> exactly. But it is lovely, and I think yeah. that's part yeah. of that, um, part of the scene. You know, you engender, so you have that image of parent as um, someone that you highly value, um, and you want it's to take on the ethic of unconditional care of yeah. Yeah. into yeah. this yeah. wider place, yeah. isn't it? And care of it says they're accomplishing. Competency is in for birth as well, so like this. They, yeah, they, they know what they know. Yeah, they yeah. Mm. But we still have, you know, um, with our vision, we're quite unswerving and we do listen, but we, if we believe something, we will, sometimes we'll take a tirade of mm. their invective, you know, because uh, they're what they want, they're not getting, mm. but we will kind of mm. hold the line. Mm. Um, That's why I think this will work. Really, really, yeah, well, yeah, you know, because you'll and do what? something with it, yeah, it'll be really interesting. That's yeah. it. I think okay, yeah. I know what you get, you're getting excited about because oh, you're yeah. thinking this will go a different way, contextually, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what you want, yeah, yeah. you don't want it one size deal. But, um, I think one thing that we do do really well is that we'll have this vision and then we work out just how different ways we can make that happen. Kerry often spoke about, um, you know, links to our indigenous, yeah. um you know, owners of the land, and then we were talking about a Ghana language program where you just keep working out and finding out who mm. who can help. Yeah. And we've got, you know, I think it's 15 staff in their own time for 10 weeks, two hours after school, learning Ghana language. And you know what the beautiful thing about it is? We had an assembly last Friday, parents speaking Ghana, um, the children, our ones, mm. you know, and they were greetings, numbers, yeah. and it's a It's just... Yeah. That's what I have your feeling. Yeah, you get excited yeah, yeah. that something can... It's not transmission. It's translation of their own um, language and interpretation of it to create their own knowledge and authentic mm. learning. Mm. And it ends up being transformational. Yeah. Um, well, and that's kind of where... And that, that usually means high levels of engagement by a lot mm. of people. Even with the group of year six, sevens, they go to a Hindu temple where at a Catholic school. And those children who are, you know, we've got about three of them in that year six, seven group. That's their temple. That's where they pray. Mm-hmm. And I overheard a conversation of, you know, one of the, a boy who you'd see is low and he's very like, popular and things. And he said, oh, I'm so excited about going to your temple and seeing what it looks like. I've seen from the outside. I'm so keen to see what it looks like. And for, for some schools, they'd be scared of that. that it's yeah. not... It's not in, but we've done, the, like we've learned through our disparate influences, you know, through Leuven, that a dialogue school is something that opens mm. up, you know, conversation and connection mm. with all religions and faiths, because the reality is that in our environments we've got, yeah. you know, Buddhist yeah. families, we've got, um, and that's the one thing I love the most about our school. I love that. There's such a richness in our diversity that it makes us stronger because we just know, you know, we've got different... It's a huge resource. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. The, the, the strength in diversity. The people, you, when I first came here, people thought it was a deficit. That's because of the high EAL population, which then was 48%. 
people regularly said things like, these children can't learn. And now it's near 70%, and we're uh, tracking 13% above the state average for engagement, and that plan results are looking mm -hmm. good. Um, but that's one of the challenges, you know, we still have quite strong forces from within systems for content and control. Mm -hmm. um, and we need to um, be agile and um, not shut down or say no or passive-aggressive. You know, we, we need to keep the lines of communication open mm -hmm. and try to influence um, in other ways. Do you know, like, the, the example of the forest, the yeah. diversity of the forest in yeah. terms of its ability mm. to thrive, mm. regardless of what's thrown yeah. at it, because of the difference yeah. in the various mm. things on the various levels of the yeah. whole sets of relationships going mm. on. Yeah, we don't want a monocultural solution. We don't no. want a no. theism, whatever it would be. It just yeah. doesn't make mm. any sense. I feel that. I do feel that. Oh, it's hugely pre present out there, yeah. pushing all the time. Yeah. Isn't it? A simple solution to things. Mm. And actually, well, maybe not. Mm. You know, maybe there are complex things mm. going on in which there are patterns. Mm. And a lot yeah. of things we've been speaking about are eminently ecological. Yeah. And, um, mm. you know, I think that, yeah. that it's the, like the trees, um, the image of the trees, you know, like the natural environment mm. is very much relevant. Because yeah. I think it's um, if you if you take that view, then you're not looking uh, particularly at the you're aware there's numbers of species, but you're talking about you know holistic way. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't thought about it till you just mentioned it. But I think we often we shelter under the trees of the significant groups in the community who nourish us, us and protect us. Mm -hmm. um, and whereas in the past, under the old paradigm, um, you know, we would probably take, you know, that that rampaging developmental approach where, you know, you cut down all the trees. That's right. And then we'll build a community yeah. and, mm. and then we'll plant some other trees from yeah. South Africa or something. Mm. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think the I more think it I brings think a lot to what you do, in a sense. Mm. It's, mm. it's an interesting avenue to explore. Mm. And what this has got me thinking about, like even with food, is that we had, you know, the leader of that board speak to us about food in the campaign, just coming back to this, about it being, you know, high in sodium and pre-packaged and, you know. Yeah. However, what this allows us to do, I, I see so many connections with what you said, if you can have your own space that provides that food and, you know, I'm, through that container or that... This environment, there's lots of room. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's exciting because I know that... Um, for our families. And what is also great is we've revamped our PNF and they're giving us the language. Well, this is what you're, you're about ecological conversion. And the parents are saying to me, you know, even from cups to having their PNF cup, they just, why have we got disposable cups? Yeah. You know, that's, that's but they're sharing, yeah, yeah. they know what we're passionate about and they will question us and they that's what I invite. They'll bring all of those insights into the debate then. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, that's why I think it, this emerging process, mm. which is already very powerful, you know, it's just yeah. so suited to what mm. we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Wow. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, to, I'm going to sign, off, sign off on our podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So yeah, it's been. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it today. Mm. It's uh, a good basis around. Today. Thanks to you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it.